Welcome to BitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For more information about BitFriends, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org. You can also call us at 844-374-3639. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So on today's show, I have Jeff McNeil from Wake Forest, North Carolina. So Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Good to be here. Good, good. So before we really dig into this vitiligo conversation, um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Like, who is Jeff? Well, I am a semi-retired person. I retired from the Veterans Benefits Administration. Uh, now I'm doing real estate um, and playing a lot of golf. <laughs> <laughs> I have three kids or four kids. I have one grown one and three three younger ones. Uh, recently, um, soon to be divorced. So okay. starting that journey. Um, but uh, I'm a veteran of the military, of the Army for six years, a Desert Storm veteran. And uh, that's just about it. That's me. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit about vitiligo because uh, for our listeners, you are a member of our local vitiligo community. Um, how long have you had your vitiligo? It's been about six years. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And um, it started like one little dot on my forehead. And it just, I didn't think anything of it. Um, when I went to the dermatologist, um, she seemed more alarmed than I thought she should be the nurse. Right. <laughs> and she's like, take it seriously and, you know, go to do your treatments. You know, I was doing the little laser U UVB treatment. Okay. Uh, and it was just so time consuming. So costly, you know, you're playing a copay and they want you to go three times a week. And, uh, you know, I was a federal employee, so I had great benefits, but still, it was still, you know, money that you didn't want to spend. Absolutely. Until it started spreading. And then you're like, oh my God, I wish I would right. have If that even would have had an effect. Right. But, uh, that's how it started. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, you know, I have my own personal views on treatments because I, I tried the topical cream. That that was what was given to me. And it did nothing for my vitiligo at all. Because for myself, I have it mainly on my hands, my feet, my torso, my legs, but not much on my face. But as I'm starting to educate myself a little bit more about treatments, most treatments designed to they're, they're designed to treat the face and not right. the parts of the body right so you know my own personal experience i'm thinking you you know you gave me a prescription for something that's not even gonna work <laughs> you know, so that was money lost to me um and, and i don't i don't have anything personal against um treatments but i feel like how many more treatments can we put on the market before we get a cure, you right. know, that, 
that's right. my mindset. Um, so what do you, uh, as somebody who, who did treatments, you know, what are your thoughts about them? Um, like you, I've heard different takes on it and a lot of frustration right. because of, you know, you're not going to die of it. So they're not putting that much money into this, but Absolutely. so far the creams, you know, with my hands, it does absolutely nothing. And there's no improvement, even with the light therapy, far as hands and uh, feet, there, it really hasn't worked for me. Um, the topicals, I really was down on them for the first couple of years. And I just didn't, you know, it's just the hassle of having some greasy on your face. Right. <laughs> um, you're going to bed that way and then <laughs> you're not feeling romantic with, you know, a greasy face. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but after maybe the last year or so with the UVB light, the creams and, and having a better understanding of what the creams are doing, which I use on my face, is to um, slow, to beat down the white blood cells from attacking your uh, pigmentation cells. Right. And um, so far, uh, it, it holds it, you know, right. it doesn't make it go away, but it holds it steady. And then with the light, uh, I've seen progression and I see regression. I've been all white before in my face right. and I've been, you know, back to just a couple of dots. Right now, you know, I have the lightning strike in the middle. Right, right. <laughs> I'm so fond of. <laughs> and the, the little stuff around the eyes is one of the hardest places to get rid of. And it seems to bother me the most, you know, the eyebrows right. turn white. For people who don't know, you know, it'll turn your hair white as right. well. And my eyebrows, some of it's white and some of it's, you know, black. But uh, I was luckily gifted with a UVB machine at home, uh, full body one, um, and that eased the cost. The VA was able to give me a machine. So if any okay. veterans are there, and I'm not service connected for that uh, vitiligo, so you have a chance to get a free machine sent to your home if you're a veteran, so don't. Uh, give up on that, right. and it'll cut the cost down uh, to zero. <laughs> so now, I, since I have it at home and I can treat myself and on my own time, I've seen a lot of progress. Okay, but it's something you can't really do in the summer because it's a a lot of heat coming at you. At once. Right, right. And that's good to hear because you know sometimes we we do get discouraged that you know the treatment's not working, and just to be honest, it may not work for every person, you know, what right. works for you may not work for somebody else. And what works for somebody else may not work for you. You know, all our bodies are different. Um, right. now I, I, um, I, I wish there was a cure though. I'm just going to be honest. You know, I've, I've, I'm on Facebook and I see some of the comments people in our community make. There are some people that are very content where they're at with vitiligo. You know, I have my moments where I'm very content. Then I have my moments where I say, Huh, I wish my skin was all the same complexion. Right. You know? And um, I just saw recently one of my one of our members 
said kind of the same thing. They they wish their skin was all one tone and not multiple. And I get it and I support that. But I know some of us, you know, get a little pushback, you know, no, oh, I love your vitiligo, you know, you gotta love it. And I often say, I love who I am as a person, but I don't have to love the vitiligo. I, I do not love it. You're right. Right. And with it, um, I've discovered, you know, with vitiligo is just, I always say it's peaks and valleys. Right. And one day you can accept it. And one day you look in the mirror and you just so frustrated that you could cry or you could beat that mirror up. And you're like, why, 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 why? And right. um, those are, the, of course, the valley days. So I was born this color, black. Right. And I want to I wanna be this color. When people tell me it's kind of an insult, I like you just the way you are. Um, you look good, light skin. I'm like, no, no. I'm you me. want your complexion, right. <laughs> I was with this body for 40 something years without it. And I would love to go back to my original color. Absolutely. And that's what people don't understand, you know, that we may be good one day about it and not good the next day. Right. And, and I've, I've heard comments, um, just we're talking with different people in the community, you know, light skin versus dark skin. Oh, you're light. So you don't have the same challenges. You know, we don't always see it. And I'm thinking, I, I see it, you know, I mean, how do you guys see it? And and that's the thing, you know, whether you're light, whether you're dark, we have no pigmentation is very noticeable, right? you know? And whether we feel other people are not paying attention, we're paying attention, you know, like tomorrow's gonna be almost a hundred degrees. And I'm thinking right now, do I go shorts? Do I go jeans? You know, cause I don't know what my comfort level is gonna be. Um, And that's one of those things that I think people without vitiligo don't understand. We have to make decisions not based on what's in my wardrobe. It's how comfortable am I going to be? Right. You know? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I wear, um, I have some spots on my leg now. Right. And, you know, like you on my feet as well. And, you know, I, like I said, I play golf. So, you know, Sometimes I'm comfortable with my legs and sometimes I'm not. And right. it's hot. So I, I might have to go shorts <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and and just deal with it. But uh, people has people, I guess the bad part, I guess the kids in grocery yeah. stores is some of the hardest things where they give you the shock look or right. grab their parents and say, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Their parents beat him back. Like, leave that man alone. <laughs> yeah. Look at that man. I'm like, okay, I'm not at the zoo. <laughs> right. That's when you should start chasing them down the aisle. <sighs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but but it is it, it is one of those challenges we have to deal with on a daily basis. A lot of us. We may not we may not always talk about it, but we right. deal with it. It comes with the territory. Um, so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about some unique stories or encounters you've had with vitiligo because i think we all have these stories we can share some might bring tears some some are going to bring laughter you know i mean i i want to laugh i want to you know i i have those moments where somebody might say something and i use it as a teachable moment i use it to crack a joke sometimes you know 
I've right, had kids right. say, "Hey, what's wrong with your hands?" I said, "Nothing. I'm I'm camouflage." You know, <laughs> I stand between a couple of different kids, different shades, and they're like, "Ooh, you are camouflage." You know, you're black and white. Cool. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, what are some stories on your end that you can share? I have a couple. I think one thing, one personal one with my uh, son. He just turned fourteen. He looked at me when I first got it and I was really white in the face and he's like dad am I gonna get it <laughs> and I'm like son you just never know you know right. you just never know but I think you'll be fine and to see his concern just made me feel you know pretty sucky right right <laughs> at the time like what you giving me dad what you giving me absolutely it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the other thing is people when people hesitate to shake your hand, when they oh, see yeah. your hand, that hurts to the core. Right. And it's that little hesitation that that they think you didn't catch, but you did. You catch it. <laughs> it's a big deal. Did you get in the, did, were you burnt? Did you get yeah. burned? That was, that. that really, you know, gets on my nerves also. But I've had some good encounters, and they've been with um, our, our Caucasian brothers. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I was in uh, St. Simon's Island and uh, was about to ride some horses in Georgia. And the guy was like, hey, you like me. And then, oh, okay. You know, he, had, <laughs> he had spots all down his arms and, and on his face. And, He's like, yeah, I, I've just been dealing with it, but, you know, I work outside, but right. but it's good to see another person. I said, well, we have a community and we just help each other. And right. uh, he's like, well, that's good. That's good. You know, keep your head up and be proud. And that really made me feel good as well. Uh, seeing a complete stranger, you know, automatically know the struggle of what right. we go through and lend his support immediately. You know, it's funny. Uh, I'm going to share a quick story. Um, you talk about somebody, you know, hesitating to shake your hand. You know, I'm in the fraternity and it was homecoming 2019. Uh -huh. Went to homecoming. I was all excited, you know, saw a couple of old heads and we talking and everything. And one of the young guys, one of the new guys walked up and he was shaking everybody's hand. And he got to me and the look on his face. Mm. And he gave me that weak, you know, when somebody don't want to touch you, that little weak handshake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That messed me up. I um, I, I stood around for a little bit longer, and I said, "Well, guys, I'm gonna get up with y'all later. I got some work I need to do." I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have any work to do. It just, wow. it, it, it took away my whole spirit, you know, because yeah. it was the weakest. I don't want to touch you. I fear you. You know, ooh, I don't know what's wrong with you, and. I feel like I could have handled a little differently. You know, if I recognized this guy wasn't comfortable, maybe I could have said something. No, he's one of my frat brothers. But instead, I was like, man, I'm done. <laughs> I left campus. And then people were asking, where did you go? I said, I had some work to do. You know, I didn't have any work to do. I, it just, for that moment, it crushed me, you know. Right, right. And that's one of those things, as a man, you know, we shake hands. And when you get that, Strongly. yeah, you get that, that one handshake that says, uh-uh, it does something to you, you know? Um, but yeah, in, in the vitiligo encounters are unique for everybody. You know, um, I, I'm sure we get all the funny comments. Um, 
sometimes we get inappropriate comments. Um, I, I've encountered uh, one lady in Winston-Salem. She was talking to me. She was working at like the Dollar Tree. So as I'm ringing up my, she's ringing up my stuff and then she just stops and started rubbing my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, what, what's going on? You know, and she starts crying. And then finally she said, I'm sorry, my dad had vitiligo. And you remind me of my dad. Oh, and I say, yeah, but you got to warn me because I, I didn't know what was going on. And, and, you know, this starts crying, but I I get it. You know, people who know somebody with vitiligo, you know, you kind of take on that, that, that pressure too. you take on that role and responsibility of what we go through, even if she may not understand it, she's, she took that on for her dad, but you got to let people know what you're doing first, but it caught me off guard a little bit. Um, you know what, my uh, and I just have two quick stories. I tell oh yeah, that really touched my heart. Um, my cousin, he's in Hornet County, uh, Carlton McDowell. He, his dad, recent past maybe a year or man, as time flies with this COVID, right? Maybe over a year. It's been a while, maybe a year or two. And um, one of his good friends passed. And me and him are like brothers. Um, his father's best friend passed. And he told me, and I didn't know they was best friends. I knew of him growing up. And I always thought he was in a fire. Right, right. As a little kid. And then I realized I was, oh, that man had vitiligo. Like, okay. You know, all the people I saw before in my life in the past, I was like, oh, they had vitiligo. Right. And as close as they were, and you know, I'm a I'm a member of the Masons as, as well, and his dad was as well. And when he passed, I'm like, he said that was his guy. He said, and we're the same way that his guy had Villalago, his wow. dad guy, and me and him had the same relationship. Right, and I was like, "Wow, I never knew that." But that really, really touched my heart. That you know, um, that friendship example between uh, two men, and um, even though we're cousins, uh, the similarity to that is amazing. The other thing is, the bad thing was having someone you care about. Um, I'm not gonna throw nobody under the bus, but use that as insult to you <laughs> right right how, how can you come back from that right <laughs> I, I, trust me i've been there i've been there um yeah so, so mm. let's let's talk about that a little bit um relationships dating um and vitiligo because um one of the challenges i had in relationships was my insecurities and um, the self-esteem was kind of, it was high one day, it went low one day, it went sideways, you know. Um, the insecurities, I remember I was dating someone and um, she pointed out how nice this man's skin looked, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, wow. You know, I, have I, never, I never heard it about my skin, you know. And knowing I have the, the, the challenges of having multiple colors and you know it it really it hit me hard yeah that would yeah and and i don't think she did it intentionally 
but I took it that way because I'm thinking you looking at this man, but what about my skin? You know, because we we need that 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 those words of affirmation to make us right. feel good sometimes. Right. You know, yeah, that's something that she probably could have skipped saying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, that was my initial thought. Like, why are you looking at this dude anyway? But still, you know, I didn't even think about oh, she looking at the dude because he was nice. But I'm thinking right. you talking about his skin. I'm like, right. what about my skin? Maybe I need to go put some grease on my skin and make me shine. But <laughs> you know, it's just those those things. Um, without throwing anybody over under the bus and we driving over them. Um. <laughs> How's your how has your experience been in dating and relationships with Vitiligo? Well, uh, I only have one experience, and that was the the marriage. Right. And um, being out there now, you know, right now I'm just consumed with you know taking care of the kids and stuff. But uh, I haven't really been out there. I feel a little more confident. some days, like you said, and some days I'm like, they're looking at my face. They're looking at right, my face. Right. They're looking at my face. <laughs> and then, you know, when it comes time to have that special moment, you know, you know, I have vitiligo on my body, I have vitiligo right. in my man areas. And right. so not afraid to say it, but I mean, you feel who's gonna look at that and say, Yeah, let's get it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, look, look, it's cool cool that we're talking about this because it's taboo in our community. It's it's a discussion we don't talk about because we're not comfortable. But yeah, when you have a vitiligo body, you you question, is the other person going to be responsive? You know, are they going to look at me in excitement or look at me like, ew, you know, you you don't know. And and then, you know, you have those moments where, and I'm, I'm keeping it PG, where the lights go off and then maybe they come on. You're like, ooh, do I hide? You know, you, right, right. Because you don't know. Yeah, you don't know <laughs> the reaction you're going to get. Um, and, and that was a question somebody asked me a while back, uh, a long time ago, like, is vitiligo everywhere? I was like, yeah, it's everywhere. You know, people are curious. But yeah, and I think it's something we all deal with in our community, the men and the women, you know, just having that that security in ourselves when we get into intimate situations, you know. Right. And it is always something we leave out uh, for the most part. And, you know, being on this platform, I thought it was just, it would help more people to talk about it because right. every time somebody, where you got it, yeah, my hands, my arms and my chest, you know, they stop right, right, right. Say, oh yeah, my butt, right, right, <laughs> my genital area, right, no absolutely. Nobody, you know, not too many people volunteer that information. They just kind of keep that to themselves. What they we, don't need to know, right? But it is happening, and it's uh, more prominent in those areas. Uh, right. Listening to my uh, dermatologist. That those areas is where you're gonna go. He said, "Man, you can treat that area." I said, uh, "No, thank you." No, <laughs> and that's, a, that's another thing. No, because you don't know what those no, chemicals are gonna do. And uh, no, sir. Man. no sir. I said, "I live with it." I right. Cut the lights off quick. I don't know. <laughs> but 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 truthfully though, that that is a um, like even like going to the pool or going to the beach. You know, I have my reserves. You know, not not because I you know, gain some in the belly, but just 
having to take off your shirt and you have your spots and then people right. looking. And um, like I did that in 2019, went to the beach for the first time in, in ages, you know, since my vitiligo took off my shirt, I was good. You know, now I don't know. I, I have, I haven't been back to the beach. Um, and I don't know how I would feel. Do I want to take off my shirt? Do I feel like I got to do some more sit-ups first or is it my goal? <laughs> you know, you don't know which one it is, but right. you know, we, we have those insecurities that creep up at those moments. Um, and, and and like we said, in some of those most intimate moments, you know, um, right. and, and something as small as, won't you take your socks off? Oh, man. Nah, I'm good. good. <laughs> Keep my socks on. My feet cold. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. <laughs> But but it's that the the whiteness of the vitiligo on the feet, you know, it's embarrassing. It's so bright. Yeah. Like yeah. The hands in the other areas it, is super brighter than my face. And right. It's right. like <laughs> shining a spotlight on you. Absolutely. <laughs> back up. Let me back up uh one one um story I wanted to share, kind of funny. Um so I, during the summertime I work with kids, you know, we taking the kids to Adventure Landing, which is an arcade here. And they had um, laser tag. Walking in, they got the little uh, fluorescent light or whatever light. Uh My skin is shining. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I couldn't hide. I couldn't do anything. Because my skin, the white skin was was brighter than anything else. I I thought it was cool at first until we started playing the game. And I was like, I can't hide. <laughs> they see me over there in the corner, but it's unique how the light reflects off of the the depigmented skin. You know, well, um, I guess I won't be um, meeting anyone at the club. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna spot you, bro. They gonna see. There he is. There he is. <laughs> uh, but but it, it is one of those things, though. Um, as I talked to uh, a couple of the fellas, you know, when you walk right. in a room, we stand out. We do. Right. Um, whether somebody's going to speak to us or approach us is a different story because I think they try to fill us out, our confident le- confidence level. Um, but we stand out regardless. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with a friend one day and she asked me this question, question and when she listens to this, she's probably going to say, using my example again, we were having a conversation about vitiligo and she says, you know, how do you feel? Something to the nature. How do you feel when people stare at you? And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't like it, you know, but I can deal with it, you know, and, and that's sort of the conversation we had. I'm not saying it word for word, but right. then she asked me the question. She said, well, what if they're staring at you because they find you attractive? Dang. <laughs> you know, like, see, it was hard my know. whole bubble because I wasn't thinking like that about vitiligo. I'm just thinking they're staring because of my skin, not because somebody thinks I'm attractive. Right. You right. Yes. So I think as a community, we have to decipher which one is it, you know, because a lot of times we think, oh, they're staring at my skin. No, they might just like the way you look beyond people can see beyond the skin, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, people like what they like, and if they find you attractive, they're gonna find you attractive regardless. Right. You know. Um, question about your marriage. Um, not to get deep into it or anything like that, but when your vitiligo started, you were already married, correct? Yes. Now, so, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. 
So I say the doctor says stress. So I said <laughs> it was it was either the promotion or her. I don't I don't know. I mean, right. I'm not gonna say. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, I, I'm laughing because we might have had the same doctor. Uh, <laughs> no, no, my doctor said the same thing, and I was I was going through marital challenges at the time. Uh, well, when it really started spreading, because um, I had it before we got married. Um, but afterwards I really started to see it spread. Um, and that's what he said, stress. Mm. And I'm thinking, Oh boy, you just don't know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, stress is very important. And we have to think about the people that we are associating with, you know, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a marriage relationship, if they bring you stress, they're not helping us. Amen. You know, we Amen. need, yeah, we, we need to be as comfortable as possible because you could see more spread. And that spread can happen so quickly that before you know it, it's all over again. Or, you know, however it's going to happen. You're right. Um, now, did you see any more spread during the pandemic or the beginning stages of the pandemic? Well, I was already working from home, so I was already in that mode. I wasn't as stressed okay. out. And it wasn't a big transition for me because I was already at home. Um, and to go back, you know, it started right after I got married and right, right. after I got a promotion to a stressful job. So, like I said, I don't know which one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's getting better now. That's all okay. I <laughs> My bit of my goal is weird. Um, in the, be the first two years of this pandemic, I started getting little spots all over my legs. And now some of those little spots are merging. Some are disappearing. Um, I used to have more pigmentation on this arm, on my left arm, but it's going away. But now I have more on my right arm. So okay. yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm starting to get that. It, it's doing its own thing. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I and I do why I look at my skin sometimes to try to see. If I see any um, pigmentation coming back, some areas, yes. But then I notice there's another spot on the other side. Yeah. You know, frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Uh, now I have some around my mouth. Most people don't notice because I have facial hair. Um, but when I cut it, it's very noticeable because it looks ashy. It looks like I just have ashy lips. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I was telling uh, some people about that. Uh, one of my coworkers um, tried to offer me some 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 lotion one day because she thought my mouth was ashy. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe it was, but that, that's been a lot ago. It, it's not going anywhere, but I'll take the lotion, you know. <laughs> um, but that's just what people don't know. But our but our skin gets ashy too. It don't matter. Still put on some lotion. You know, we still get ashy. Um, but it, it's one of those things that our skin is so unique. It's different. You know, um, at the summit we had in Atlanta, I mentioned to the to to the audience because I, I hosted it. We have magical skin, you know. It it's gonna do what it wants to do. You know, it makes people either love the magic of it or fear it. You know, because they mm -hmm. don't know. Um, and it's what we have to do with it. That's important. You know, how do we manage our life? Our lives. You know, what we do with with our lives. You know, we're sitting at home or we're trying to get out and interact with others. Um, you know, now that we're a little more freer from this pandemic, um, it's all up to us. You know, we have to live this life 
and not anybody else. Because I think as a community, we can be very influential on people and what they should and should not do with vitiligo. And we have to be right. careful on that. Because um, I feel like we can push people on, off on a deep end we're trying to encourage them to, you know, love the skin, love the skin, love the skin, love the skin. Mm -hmm. I say, you don't have to love the skin, love you. You know, there you go. That's yeah. the important part. Love you, love who you are as a person. And guess what? If you love yourself as a person, somebody else is going to take notice. They're going to they gonna want to love you too. So, you know, on the relationship part, that, that's how I see it. Right, right. It's true. Um, <clears throat> even in our group, <clears throat> the confidence that some of the uh, people have in there is is infectious and you can see if when you're a confident person whether you got vitiligo or not you could be just the not that attractive person and have confidence and you see right. that guy with that pretty girl I'm like well that guy had confidence and she Absolutely. drew it too and I found out when I care myself when I have a good confident day that more people are you know seems to be attracted to me or or more free to speak with me and talk right. with me and stuff like that but uh when i'm insecure it seems to make people around me to feel the same way like oh absolutely they can, they, they can sit our energy so that's important um and, and for our listeners, for the young men, young women, older men, older women out there who may be considering getting involved in a relationship, that confidence is very important. Um, the energy you put out is what somebody else is going to give you back. And um, if they see that you're walking with confidence, you know, you turn heads. And like we say, it doesn't matter what you look like. That right. confidence, is, confidence is a magnet. Yeah. But if you walk with the head down or if you're timid, you somebody may still you. approach you. But they're going to approach you from a, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a different approach. You need a mental health thing? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which we all do. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so um, let, let's talk about the support community. You're new. You're new to our community. Um, although you're new, what do you think that people should get out of joining a support community? Well, what they will get out of it is what I get out of it every time I'm able to meet with you guys is I'm not alone. Right. Uh, there's other people who share in my pain and share in my experience. And they're so confident about it. It helps me. I leave the meeting feeling more confident about myself. Right. And how to deal with what I have, and that's the main thing. I mean, when you feel good about who you are after you go to a meeting, then that's the definition of a support group. Absolutely. I feel very supported when I hear the same stories I'm going through from someone else and that they can relate to me. And then I hear stories of how to deal with it. Right, so being right. there, you hear, you you find tools of what I can do when I'm in this situation or, or I know a similar story and um, I know how to move forward now. Absolutely. And so that's what, it's just been such a 
shot in the arm to be in the support group. And and I met some people at my son's AAU basketball game. Sent the guy, he had it, <clears throat> and his daughter had it. Okay. Uh, but I guess he didn't want to get involved because he's not doing any treatment. But yeah. I did tell him how good everything was and how it's uh, giving you confidence and how you have some support and it makes the kids not feel alone. <clears throat> but uh, that's what I've gotten out of it. It's, it's been great. And, you know, even for myself, I wish I would have joined the support community a lot earlier. I didn't join it to 2019. Mm. Uh, but I've had it for a long time, Vitiligo since I was about 25, 26. Oh, wow. But uh, Katrina will always manage to find me at whatever event, her and her nephew. Hey, man, I don't know how they will find me. It'll be the African-American, <laughs> all those people, and they will find me in the crowd, give me a card. And I'll look at the card, put in my wallet, thank you. I want to come to no support community. I don't need no support. <laughs> Until it, it got to a point where I needed support, and I reached out to Terrell. And I said, yo, I want to come to the community. He was like, come on. They had an event at Southeast Raleigh um, out at Mechanics and Farmers Bank. Man, I felt so good. I, I Like, it just energized me all together. And, um, exactly. and, and mm -hmm. I haven't looked back. And I look forward to, you know, planning things for our community. It, and, and it's not so much about the planning. It's about seeing everybody happy. Right. Like when we were at our last event, just seeing, uh, we smile, we talk, we laugh, we share, we cut up, you know, we're people, you know, and that's what I want other people to see. We're just like you, you know, yeah, everybody else. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, we did our, um, picnic last year in October. So we're probably going to try to do it again. Uh, I would like to have it as an annual event because mm -hmm. it's out in the community. You know, if you want to go in the park, hang out in the park, that's cool. Kids want to go play in the park, that's cool. But it was just great to see everybody there eating, smiling, laughing, listening to music, having fun. You know, that's what that's what we need to that's I feel like what we need to do as a community. I, I know we have our challenges, but we also had to present those moments where we can be human and laugh and, and just, you know, smile and, and cut up. Why not? And not hide. Right. Not hide at all. I don't want to hide. You know, like tomorrow, I keep eyeballing my shorts. I'm like, <laughs> you might have to come on 100 degrees. Uh. <laughs> but, but yeah, and that's the thing to our community and to the listeners, you know, we don't have to hide. You know, we shouldn't have to. It is a big step when you're trying to, when you're trying to do it by yourself. It's a big step. Right. You have to have a support community around you because even if you don't feel confident, you have somebody to put their arm around you and say, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to do for everybody in our community, you know? Right. Um, right. And I'm speaking globally, just reach out, put our arms around people and say, you know what? It's all right. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, before we wrap things up, um, I'm going to let you give our listeners the last words of encouragement and then I will wrap things up for the evening, but I appreciate this conversation, man. It's been great. It sure has. I really enjoyed you. Uh, if I had anything, first, I just wanted to, I know my family's listening. I have an amazing family. Um, I have a big family of cousins and aunts and uncles. I don't get a look. A, a weak handshake, no one, it feels like 
I'm at a Villa Lago support group. Right. When I go to a family function, nobody's staring at me. And I just want to give a shout out to my my uh, extended family. You guys have been great to me and I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's not a step. They, they don't mention it. They don't bring it up. Right. And it's been marvelous. But for the last word for the listeners, um, I would say get into a support group. Uh, meet with us. We'd love to have you. Um, have that confidence. And even though there's ups and downs, um, enjoy those ups and run through those downs to get back up as fast as you can because you are beautiful, you are handsome, and you are special. Um, and that's, like you said, magic skin. And you have to look at our, yourselves as different and special, Absolutely. not not horrible or or ugly. You are special. You are amazing, and you are blessed. Absolutely, absolutely, and Jeff. I greatly appreciate it for those words of encouragement. And I know somebody's listening. You know, when when they hear this, it's going to touch somebody. We may not know who it is, and that's okay. They know who they are, and that those words are going to seep in. You know, uh, for the listeners, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. As always, I say to you, love somebody, whether it's your family member, your friend, your enemy. Love is in need. But most of all, look in that mirror and tell yourself, I love you. Once again, you've been listening to Living Life and Love. Y'all take care. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bit Friends Podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team.